0: Hey guys. Thanks for being here. Um, I want to start off by just thanking Brent Selick. Um When we talk about people who have the traits we look for as a players and person, um, Brent epitomizes what it means to be a Philadelphia Eagle. You know, it's hard when you're with someone, for as long as we were with Brent, to not have that guy around anymore. But he's always welcome in this organization. Couldn't be happier for him that he ends up a world champion just like he belongs. Um, I know in whatever he does in life, he's gonna have tremendous success. And I know Jeffrey said this in his comments as well. He is always welcome back here um, to help and contribute to the team. So I wanna wish him and his family all the best of luck as he transitions to his new role. And I know we'll miss him and hopefully get him around uh, as much as we can, steal him from his family. Um, Tough day today and yesterday. Um, We went through 37 conversations with all of these guys and um, doesn't get any easier. The worst part of the job that we have, Uh, some guys who were part of our World Championship team uh, who contributed. You know, it's a a day that never gets easier for us. Um, And with the quick turnaround, probably a little bit different tone than normal. Normally, you have the opportunity to do it um, without the other players in the building. But... Having the other players around I think makes it even harder um, because these guys don't get kind of their moment um, to kind of absorb what's going on. So, um, you know, now our our scouts are already hard at work and they have been throughout the preseason. Getting a head start on cuts and seeing if there are ways we can improve our 53-man roster and our practice squad. Uh, They do a great job, our entire front office and really uh, the collaboration that goes on. Is fun uh, to see, but it's a quick 24 hours, and again, affected by the fact that we play on Thursday. So uh, that's where we are. Certainly want to be open to any questions that you guys have that I can answer. There's a report that said that uh, Nick Foles would start week one. Can you confirm that? No, I- I'm not going to talk about any um, playtime decisions, any starter decisions. You know, that's not my dojo. Um, and um, certainly don't feel like we're in position to give any answers to any tests here about any position on our football team. I appreciate the question. For came a long way. Did you expect to see him make those kind of leaps, you know, the improvement that he made? Um, Yeah, we're very fortunate to have Jeff Stoutlin as our offensive line coach. And uh, when we were in the draft room and decided to trade two seventh-round picks for a rugby player, and he said out loud, it's it's kind of funny, and uh, you saw him, in the off-season, and the strides that he's taken have just been incredible. And you saw it in the Cleveland game. You saw it against the Jets. He just gets better and better. It's so hard to find guys who are six-eight and 360 pounds who can run like that, um, who have the core strength that he does. And you know, certainly there's no guarantees, but we want to develop players. And when you can find guys at hard-to-find positions to develop, it gets you excited. So how different is it for you guys being last in the waiver claim uh, priority? Um, makes it kind of tough to claim a bunch of guys. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good problem to have, certainly. But I think uh, for us, we, we've had a lot of conversations with teams and trying to figure out if it makes some sense to um, make some trades before this moment and get in front at the same time Uh, Being last still gives you the first shot. It's almost like having the last pick in the draft in the seventh round. Um, It's hard sometimes to get practice squad guys to change teams. And we've been in situations over the last couple years where uh, we try to get guys from practice squads and they stayed. So you still have an edge. I mean, there's a ton of guys that will end up being activated from practice squads to active rosters who end up playing. So there's still the opportunity to add to our football team – Yet to be determined what we're going to do there on that, um, and um, yeah. Can you confirm the report that uh, you guys traded for DeAndre uh, Paul? Um, can I get to the end of press conference and then I can let you know? I'm 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 waiting to see if I can confirm or deny such report. So I will have my phone. There is a out there that, that it was finalized. Um, Let's go to other questions and hopefully I'll circle back by the time we're done on (laughs) that. You moved on from two draft picks from last year. As, as As a personnel guy, is that more difficult for somebody? Obviously everyone wants their draft picks to succeed. How difficult is that? Well, you got to be consistent in what you're looking for. And when we have our first meeting before training camp, we stand in front of the team and say, we're going to go with the best guys. And it doesn't matter where you're from, um, what your pedigree is, but we're going to do what's the best for the team. And so um, it's not easy to spend. You spend all year for a certain number of picks to take those guys off the board. And um, you look forward to them. And we got to study about why guys don't have success. Now, the jury's still out because there are guys that end up getting cut and coming back and having tremendous success in the National Football League. But um, that's not easy. But it, it's not easy to get rid of anyone. You know, Every single person that was in this building was here because we chose them. We chose for them to be here because we saw a trait that we liked. And whether they're a draft pick or an undrafted free agent or a free agent signing or a trade, um, all those guys are here because we wanted them to be here. You know, that's the beautiful thing about picking a roster is you get to pick, you know, who's here. And um, at the same time, it, you know, as a, as a front office staff, as a scouting staff, those picks, you know, they're valuable. And so um, we'll go back and try to figure out what we've done wrong on all the draft picks that haven't had as much success as maybe we anticipated. How important was it this offseason to keep Nick Foles around without knowing what Carson's status would be? Well, we believe in the quarterback position and investing in the quarterback position and having a great quarterback room. And so um, we know what we have in Nick Foles and the confidence level we have in him, um, the confidence level we have in Carson, and the confidence level we have in Nate Sudfeld. And um, that's something that that is very important to us as we build the team. And um, we probably put a little bit more resources into it than some other teams. But... Um, It's worked for us. It's worked for us um, not only last year, but we've had success with having a really good quarterback room. And so um, I don't think it's really um, any reflection uh, on Carson as much as the position. And uh, just like we keep 10 offensive linemen, it's just a reflection of um, where we put our priorities. And uh, we like to do it with action. You're not commenting on um, the quarterback position. Starter, is that because um, you don't know yet, or you just don't want, as you mentioned, give the answers to the tests? Um, so we traded for DeAndre. I'm sorry, I was waiting for it. Uh, I was I was trying to be reflective of the moment we have here, and that's why I have my phone out. Uh, so we traded for DeAndre Hall. Um, didn't mean to interrupt you, Jeff. Go but ahead. if it was going to be someone I interrupt, at least it was you. Um, and um, He suspended for the first game. We did our background work on him. Joe Douglas was with Chicago when they drafted him in 2016. Um, He's a safety who has a corner background as well and uh, had a chance to get exposure to him, certainly in the preseason, and his tape. And we'll bring him in here. We'll get him a physical. And um, then we'll have to send him home for a week and uh, get him back in the building on Friday. Brett, we don't we we don't do that. Do we? We don't do that. We'll we'll circle back on this discussion. This part of the discussion. I wasn't prepared for this part of the discussion. He does not count on fifty-three right now. So that means you're going to have two, at least two more tough decisions. Then after this week, you know, Nigel coming back. To that, I'm sure there'll be more than that. You mentioned it's the toughest part of the year, but. the time of the year but you still have more to go what's that, what's that going to be like Too, tell guys that made the team that they don't make the team yeah i think that that's our job is to continue to try to improve the roster and it's a year-long process and we're constantly looking for ways that we think we can upgrade the roster you know through the course of, of last year you saw it you know the roster changes you have injuries you have opportunities to add guys and um we take that part of it very seriously. So we understand that uh, this day doesn't mean the end of the roster. There are other ways to acquire players and the talent acquisition period really doesn't stop and um, continues. We have another one, big one coming up, certainly a trade deadline, but uh, we'll go through all that in the next week and try to get everyone practice squad guys graded and be in a position to execute as uh, the opportunity arises. I Can circle I guess, back to the, to the yeah, question about this, the quarterbacks you, say, you said you – do you guys know who's starting, and you just don't want to give it away for competitive reasons, or because um, Doug said the decision will be made by Friday? Yeah, I would defer all lineup-related decisions uh, towards the coach. You know, we, we've been kind of locked in a room here in the last 36 hours, so um, I'd just like to talk about the roster. Can you talk about you have a linebacker? There's not a lot of experience behind uh, Jordan uh, Hicks. Just. Yeah, uh, Nigel, obviously, he comes back on Friday. Um, and for us, we looked at it. The, those guys, when you think about our young linebackers, Camus, Nate Gary, um, we picked up LaRoy Reynolds, who does have some experience. You know, those guys have just done a really good job throughout training camp, and they've continued to grow, and um, we feel comfortable and confident in that room. Um, and the way the league is going, the, the linebacker position has really changed. I mean... You're really in nickel uh, sixty plus percent of the time and so it's it's almost become a, a sub role that third linebacker role. Uh, so when you look at it and think about some traits that some of those guys have and how they play off each other, um, we think that that kind of balances uh, the room and so. Uh, it's also a big – special teams is a big part of that room and what we're looking for on special teams. And it's been a goal of ours in the offseason to improve the competition level on special teams, and um, hopefully we've done that with the roster. With Violata, Howie, uh, how realistic did you view it as him actually making the 53 when you, when you drafted? You know, Tim, when we made this pick, um, we committed in the draft room that – we knew it wasn't going to be a short-term process. And if we were just going to get into camp and um, say, hey, the guy's raw and uh, not really have this developmental mindset that it was going to, we had to give him a two-year time period to get right, it wouldn't have made sense for us to trade two picks for him. So uh, we committed at that moment that, hey, if the guy looks like he has the traits we think he has, then we're going to commit to him and we're going to develop him and we're going to have him – on our 53, and he's just going to be the 53rd guy. Now, that was our conversation in the draft room. Um, the strides he's taken have um, been to us impressive and exciting, and uh, that he's got to continue to do it. There's no question about it. And um, the level of competition increases, certainly when you get into the regular season. But that was our plan for him when we drafted him, that we were going to make sure that we spent the time developing him, and um, we're going to continue doing that. What's, what's really fun to watch is our players have taken ownership of it as well. And you see a practice, and Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, our defensive lineman, you know Michael Bennett, BG, Chris Long, guys like that who have also taken the time to sit with him and show him some of the things that they do or some of the things he can do against some of the moves they're showing. And I think that's fun to watch. How influential was Stout in convincing you guys to make the trade of two picks? to do that well you know stout stout um if you've ever talked to stout he, he's got a passion and um uh, stout and i um my dad was a high school teacher in staten island and stout went to the rival high school so um stout and i used to go to alabama and see stout and um hear him talk and when you hear stout talk he talks with such conviction that it's not hard to get behind him and he went to work jordan out and he doesn't wait till he comes back he starts shooting you videos on his phone and you just start seeing him on the phone and like you know you can't even load them because there's like 40 videos of like jordan like you know bending and doing his wall test and then like running the drills and so um he's only done that a handful of times with guys so we knew the passion and then we saw the workout and it was incredibly impressive um and the thing for us was, uh, after we took Pryor in the sixth round, and, and we had conversations about taking him in the set in the six, but um, we were excited about getting Pryor as well. And you know, Pryor obviously has more of a body of work, and the conversation really became with all the time that we'd spent on this and the traits that he has in his body. If he, we'd rather see him fail in Philadelphia than have success somewhere else, you know, and um, and for that. we started right away trying to trade and get back in position to get him because of those reasons. Now, um, again, I I think he's come along further at this point than we expect at that point. He's still got a long way to go. But we did it for that reason because it's just so hard to find, you know, Bill Parcells said at one point, there are not many men on this earth who are 6'8", 360 pounds and can move their feet like that and that are that athletic and that coordinated. So... Um, we wanted to get him in the program, and um, but Stout does not, you know, give us, like, the draft trade chart. And he's like, you know what, it would be really good value, like two sevens versus, you know. When we asked him, that he's like, I don't know about all that. That's not my dojo. What we went, in, we went into the decision at running back, you know, keeping Wendell over, you know, Danelle Humphrey and, and Josh Adams in particular? Like, how, how tough was that decision? Yeah, again, another tough decision, another co- tough call. I think for us, you know, we look at it the roster, uh, the 46-man roster, the 53, and then the 63. And as we get going here early on in the season, uh, we want to make sure the coaches have what they need on the 46-man roster for, uh, you know, when we look at the totality of the situation. And uh, a lot of things come into play for that, especially in the backup roles. And, again, you know, special teams are a part of it. and then a body of work too. You know, some of these guys that we talk about that uh, maybe were perceived to be on the bubble have a body of work with us that we've seen in games, in, in situations where we needed them. Um, but again, tough decisions and, and tough calls, and um, these are the things that we've kind of been discussing over the last few days and few weeks. Under that body of work you brought in Wheaton and uh, Kamar Aiken, two veterans at the receiver spot, and it was DeAndre Carter, a journeyman, that- uh, I ended up getting that spot just to talk about the conversation at the receiver group. I think this goes to the question that we talked about, about you got to go with what, what you see. And um, DeAndre came in late, our, our scouting department led by Joe, who had him in Baltimore, um, recommended to us for a workout. He had a great workout. And um, every day he came to practice and, and made a play. And. We went through uh, all his team reps since he's been here, and all his targets since he's been here, and um, you see the separation, you see the versatility. Play inside or out. He's strong to the ball. Um, he's got quickness to separate. He's got straight line speed. Uh, when you looked at, at his numbers, I mean, he's got a one-four-five-ten. I mean, he's got incredible speed, and um, the play was really good. He's, he can return punts as well, so. Uh, we'll see how he does here as we get started, um, but certainly deserved the roster spot. Uh, uh, Stephen, uh, sorry yeah, It's going to be Andre Carter, but, but on, on Stephen Means, um, you know, I'm sure some decisions are, are tougher than others, and, and guys in the locker room talk about the effect that he has mm-hmm. on the practice field. Uh, what about that decision? Yeah, um, Stephen was the last guy, um, and I uh, I think because of what he means as a person and a player, um, really hard, hard one. And again, you know, I think for us as we get going here, you think you have to think about where we are from a roster perspective and where we are on the 46 and what we need to give our coaches the best chance to win this week and the weeks going forward. And so um, we're deep at some positions that are hard to find. and. Uh, At the same time, it doesn't make it any easier. So, um, incredible person, um, a guy who's meant a lot to us uh, on and off the field, and a tough one. Is this a better roster right now than it was this time last year? You know, I I think that – I was going to say proof is in the pudding, but I feel like I've used that before. Have I used that before, Jimmy? You even know. I've used it. Twice. I've used it. I've used it twice today. Proof, dojo use twice, so use that Proof is in the pudding instead of Dojo? I yeah. used do- do- ice cream before. Yeah. But, dojo, but Dojo wouldn't apply to this. But. No, I'm just saying you're allowed to repeat yourself once. I used Dojo twice in this press yeah. conference. Yes, yeah. yeah. But once it was Stalin <laughs> using it, in, it was you. <laughs> once it was just talking about Stalin. It's all accurate. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> I'm still trying to spell DeAndre here. So. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, just to uh, clarify on the quarterbacks, is it accurate to say that a internal decision has been made, but you just want to let Doug handle the announcing of it or whatever announcing there might be? I think it's accurate to say that I'm not going to comment on any roster, de- starting, starting lineup decision or 46-man decision that we have for Thursday or any game. Going forward, uh, with DeAndre, did you uh, were you able to get his see his reaction when when uh, he made the fifty three man? It's obviously it's been a long time coming for him, and he's got a, a story pretty closely. Yeah, now that you uh, say that, that would have actually cheered me up on a day like today. <laughs> I probably should have done that. Um, I, I did like not. This, this I, I did not. I am familiar with this story. I did not. I um, I, I should have done that. I'm regretting that. When the when the team released uh, Mike, that then, huh? when the team released Michael Kendricks uh, a couple months back. Come oh, no uh, on, any legal matters. Wait. That's I, I just want to, um, Anthony Denham came in and two, two days obviously made some okay. plays in the game. Uh, obviously, you kept Perkins over him. Uh, just talk about that decision and just how difficult what Denham did in, in those couple days. It, yeah, amazing. Um, and he came in in the hottest days of the year. And uh, I saw him at one point, and he was over at the water cooler and um, spraying water on his face, and he had those ice coolers on the back of his neck and drinking a Gatorade. And I said, are you going to be ready to go on Thursday? And he goes, hell yeah. Uh, um, But really amazing to think about a guy coming in who hadn't been in in camp and performing that way. You know, for Josh – Josh was a guy that our pro department had targeted uh, as a future signing, and he's got special teams value. Um, We've seen him at camp. He's another one. I think for us, it's not only the games; it's the whole body of work, and we have the ability. You know, Pat Dolan and our video team do an amazing job of doing cut ups on every player of every rep they've had, where you can just pull it down. You know, we have this Pro Star system that you can pull down by player jersey, every rep he's had. So um, our training camps, our practices are hard, so th- those competitive periods are, are good for us as well. And uh, it's hard to find tight ends in the National Football League. Like, it's a hard position to find right now. So um, that was a tough call, but uh, we obviously we went with Josh. Thanks Thanks.